Hello everybody and welcome back once again to another episode of our Knowledge Group podcast, offering you a forward look at what speakers intend to cover at upcoming Knowledge Group webcasts. This time we'll be discussing litigation finance on the rise, demystifying some trends, taking a look at some opportunities and providing some best practices on September 13th from 12pm Eastern Standard Time. On this episode we're going to be joined by our pair of speakers, Eli Shulman, an investment advisor at Validity Finance LLC, and John Hanley, a partner at Ryman PC. More information about both of our speakers, the full agenda, and how to sign up to this webcast, be it to listen live on September 13th or on demand at a time to suit you. Don't forget about the code PODCAST25 as well, also in the description, getting you 25% off that very first webcast registration. So without further ado, we'll turn things over to our pair of panelists now. Hi, I'm Eli Shulman. I am an investment advisor at Validity Finance, a litigation funder based in New York. I help law firms and companies manage the risk associated with U.S. commercial litigation and international arbitration. I came to funding after uh, serving as a practitioner uh, doing litigation for two decades. I used funding in my practice and became passionate about its importance to litigation practice today. I look forward to discussing with you how to present your case to a funder. But lawyers and clients increasingly see the value of litigation funding, and it's quickly become an established feature of litigation practice. But funders can only fund a very small number of cases, and so they can only devote significant time uh, to a limited number of cases. So if you're a lawyer or a claim holder, and you believe you have a strong case, How can you maximize the chance that the case will get funded? Or put differently, what does the funder want to know about about your case in order to make a a decision uh, whether to fund? I look forward to discussing funding memos and funding requests and the best way to present your case to a funder, um, as well as structures uh, for funding, single case funding, provision of working capital, or portfolios and even defense funding. Um, And also I look forward to discussing uh, the impact of COVID-19 on litigation funding and some lessons learned um, from the experience over the past year and a half. Thank you. This is John Hanley. I'm a partner at Ramon Law. My practice focuses on litigation finance, first and second lien financings, private placements of debt and equity securities and the purchase and sale of loan securities trade claims, and other illiquid assets. For our webinar, I'm going to talk about uh, true sales and litigation funding agreements. An issue that keeps some litigation funders up at night concerns the possibility of a claimant file for bankruptcy after receiving funding and before their underlying case is resolved. A carefully drafted litigation funding agreement with attention to factors that we'll discuss in our webinar and conduct by the purchaser and seller of rights to litigation proceeds that supports true sale treatment of the transaction may increase the likelihood that a litigant's intervening bankruptcy will not swallow up the litigation proceeds. And that in turn should provide the funder with less counterparty risk. I'm also gonna talk about disclosure in litigation funding. Um, the, re, the, re, the landscape presently is a real hodgepodge of uh, local rules. Uh, about half the uh, circuit courts and about a third of the district courts in the United States Uh, all have local rules requiring disclosure of the identity of some litigation funders, but there has not been uniformity in uh, in the rules. 
and there are great variations uh, among the courts uh, that, that do have disclosure requirements. Uh, this is in contrast to Wisconsin, which requires not only the disclosure of not only the litigation funders, but the actual underlying agreement, litigation funding agreement uh, as well. Also going to talk a little bit about uh, privilege doctrines. Uh, as a general rule, attorney-client privilege and other protections against disclosure are waived whenever protected information is disclosed by a client to a third party. We've seen in recent years a growing number of cases that have held that information shared with litigation funders is protected under the work product doctrine. Finally, we're gonna talk about waterfalls in litigation finance, and this is the priority uh, order in which proceeds uh, from a resultant litigation are distributed. There are many uh, dangers and pitfalls, and we're gonna give a good sense of what's market and what what uh, claimants can expect uh, in pricing with respect to litigation uh, finance waterfalls. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Don't forget more information about our speakers, the full agenda, and how to listen to the webcast, both live on September 13th or on demand at a time to suit you. That's found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25, getting you 25% off that very first webcast registration. So we look forward to seeing you at your next Knowledge Group webcast, whenever that may be. And until that time, take care, everyone, and bye for now.